TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Inside the Champion's Mind featuring Dr. Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicating helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything that you do. I'm Lawrence Tam, co-founder of The Wellness Couch, and my champion mindset co-host, Marcus Pierce. Hi, LT. How are you, pal? Going well, going well. 2014 is rolling in, and uh, we're probably heading into about mid or late January right th- at this stage. And what are you? how are you feeling there, Marcus? Well, we were talking about this just before we started recording, and I thought, it's been, for me, a, a bit of a what I would call personally an overwhelming uh, beginning to the year. I am normally one to be very optimistic about 2014. I'm all about uh, fresh beginnings, reflecting on 2013 and the rest. And I would say that I haven't been, uh, I don't want to say my usual self, but I just haven't... Um, I haven't embraced the new year as much as I normally would. And I had a chat to my beautiful wife about this the other night on the couch and uh, just said that I was a little bit over everyone talking about um, how amazing 2014 is going to be without actually doing anything. I have a bit of a warped uh, view of the world sometimes, LT, that everyone says 2014 is going to be great. Just visualize it, sit on the couch, and it will all just unfold. And, And my point of view is, well, the year will be great if you make it great, but you actually have to go out there and and be proactive in making it great. You can't just say it'll be great and we'll end up great. A bit like when people say, I'm going to be rich, I'm going to be rich, I'm going to be rich, but they never actually get up early and stay up late to actually make it happen. Um, and so we've got a lot going on in our family and our business and our lives and I suppose it's all been somewhat overwhelming and I thought, I wonder if, you know, other people are in the same boat and not just whether they are in the same boat but when the inevitable happens and we do feel overwhelmed, what do we actually do? Because I'm happy to say that I'm probably on the other side of this. I'm far more uh, calm, less emotional about it, more um, – I know exactly where I'm headed. I've, I've worked through my overwhelm. Um, but I thought, why not? Let's talk about it. Let's do a bit of therapy on me, I'll tell you. Let's actually work through it and see if other people um, can see benefit through my own example and then let's just work out a game plan for people, uh, myself included, when, when overwhelm does, does hit us. You know, it's it's funny. It was not funny that you say this because it's exactly I am sure that a lot of people are feeling at this stage, right? So you have all these people. Um, I mean, everybody is excited about the new year. Most people are. Um, I would say ninety percent of the population is going to be really excited and geared up for the the new year, and they all they're all excited and they have all this energy. But as the weeks go on, and as you listen to this um, podcast, I am sure majority of you start to feel like it's just like any other year. It just starts That's to become it. like the same thing over and over again. And um, and some of you will realize it and be aware of it. Some of you will just don't even realize that you're just living exactly the same life as you did the year before and the year before that. And you start to wonder, um, you know, how, you know, like you might start wake up one day and go like, how did, what happened? Like, how did all the years go by without me knowing about it? And so I think it, this is a great time to talk about this because this, this is where people kind of start to dive down in terms of um, their thinking. And, and with you, you actually just started off the year that way. I, you know, we talked about this, how you, know, you start off the year by just having just a bit of one because, because of all the changes that are going on in your life, right? Yeah, that's it. And I was thinking as you were saying that, the other thing about you know these end of years and start of years is that 
for a lot of people that started 2013, if you're anything like me, you're always supremely optimistic about the year. You're looking forward to the year. But then, you know, I look back on 2013 from a family perspective. We had, there were a lot of health challenges in our extended family, cancers and surgeries and all kinds of things. And, and then other people might look back on the year and go, yeah, there were health challenges that were not expected on January 1. There was other issues within family. There might have been relationship breakdowns. There might have been, you might have lost your job. You might have decided you don't like your career. So your year might not have unfolded anywhere near what you thought it would at the beginning of January. And so I think it's really important also, you know, maybe this is just personal, but to remember that we have to be I, I'm an eternal optimist. I've spoken about this on 100 Night Out with Dama. I'm a very optimistic person, but we also have to recognize that, you know, stuff does happen in life that actually, you know, what Demartini would call actually balances it out or actually levels us or actually humbles us. So I, I suppose I also want to, you know, say that even though I feel or have felt a sense of overwhelm recently, I suppose, I, you know, in talking to you about this, LT, and our listeners, there's also a part of me that realizes that. I'm okay with feeling overwhelmed as well because I, I don't want to think of myself as some invincible person that doesn't feel any of those challenging emotions as well. It's all right to feel that emotion if you if you know what I mean. I think that's why we're doing this podcast is to kind of share with, share with our listeners that, you know, we're not perfect, right? We're nowhere near perfect. And I would say that every single person in the world will feel, have a feeling overwhelmed. I think overwhelm, you can take it at, at, at two different levels. One, you can think of overwhelm as being like it's going to eat you up and swallow you. Um, and most people will just kind of shy away and back off a little bit. Or you can see overwhelm as a good sign. You know, it's mm. just the way you see it. And to me, overwhelm is like, you know what? It's a great sign to say, hey, I need to take a step back. And that everything has been like high, you know, mostly at a, a high level because that's where you get overwhelmed. You get, you get overwhelmed by either the detail or you get overwhelmed by the amount of things you have to do. And so what you have to do is kind of go, you, it's sort of like getting lost in the forest, right? So overwhelmed to me is a signal to say, you know what? I'm deep in the forest right now, right? And I am totally freaking lost. And yeah. so what that means is a signal to me is to kind of go, all right, stop pacing around in the forest. Stop going around in circles and trying to find your way out. Just stop, breathe, take a deep breath, and, and just regain your focus for a second. And then pull yourself out of the forest and jump up, right? Obviously, we physically can't do this unless you're Superman. But jump out of from the forest, and you can use your GPS, by the way, and look up <laughs> into the sky and go, where exactly am I and what is the best path for me to get out? You know, and that's how I would see it as an overwhelm is more as a focus point of saying, you know, you're on the right path. You just this is a signal just to tell your body or your brain that, you know what, you're just handling way too much stuff at the moment. Let's regroup and take a bigger picture. So you got to have to go higher level. Right. So we got deep, like usually overwhelm is usually with the details. Right. So it's about overwhelm is pulling yourself out of that overwhelm by going way above it and seeing it from the sky. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. If I'm not, if I'm not explaining myself, then I'll, I'll be. Yeah, no, I, and that's the thing you're talking about getting perspective on your situation, aren't you? Yeah, getting perspective and go like, what is? Why am I being overwhelmed in the first place? And you're usually overwhelmed by a whole bunch of different things. But I say, okay, well, all these details, like say, you know, just say it's a move, right? You have to, you have to, you know, clean up this house. You got to, you know, wash this. Logistically, I have to, you know, book this van. I got to go this. Got to hire some new house. Got to find a new place, new job. Blah blah blah. You know, all this stuff. You got to talk to these friends before we go, and you know, all these things. They're all details, right? But if you go higher level, guess perspective, all that gets lumped into is move mm. or the, the move, right? 
And those are all the things that need to get done. But then you also got, you know, say you uh, maybe maybe it's a career thing that that's another bucket. So you get to see all these different buckets. Now from that, it's like you're just taking like ten thousand things to maybe five things, like five, you know, bigger things. And then when you get perspective, I see it is that when you start to see perspective, you get to figure out, okay, what is the most important things that I need to do? Now, I'm sure all of you will be saying all of them. <laughs> I get that. All <laughs> of them are important. must happen right now. Exactly. And, and that's a, usually a, a deadline that we kind of put upon ourselves because, you know, what's the worst case that was going to happen if you don't do one of them? You know, is it because that, you know, someone's going to die? And like, chances are no, right? Chances are it's that, you know, things get pushed around a little bit. So I think when you get perspective, like I'm just talking about the feeling overwhelm, to me is a signal to get game perspective. Yeah, wise. And I think for me, as I just, when you're saying this, one of the signals for me when I'm overwhelmed is just to talk it out or write it out. Hmm. So for me, I was like, I've just got to talk to Sarah about this. I've just got to tell her what I'm feeling. Um, but then I recognize what I, if I look back at what I often do is if I'm overwhelmed, I just go and write it down and just like write down, write down everything that's on my mind. And it might be writing 10 things that, you know, I, I feel like I must do. And then I might look at that list and go, well, actually I don't, like you said, it's not earth shattering. It's not life changing or saving. Um, I don't have to do it all right now. Um, so then for me, I then like to diarize it. Okay. I'll do that on Friday. I'll do that on Thursday. I'll do that on Wednesday. And then it's like, Oh, I've sorted all my junk. I've put them all in their right, you know, containers, folders, or whatever. And then you can actually it just allows you to be more present, doesn't it? Oh, it's so true. I mean, you know, I look back at 2013, right? And I reflect upon this on New Year's Eve. And New Year's Eve, I sat down and go, okay, what did I actually do and accomplish this year? And I think it's a good idea to do that. And I'm, talk- I'm sure we talked about this. And I listed down like all because it was a big year of travel for me. I just went on 15 trips. In you in- went on 30 airplanes. At least thirty different airplanes. Uh, fifteen. It was fifteen trips, like there, you know. So it's fifteen big trips over the year. I've been to Sydney five times. Been to Melbourne six times. This is just in two thousand thirteen. I went to five different countries: wow. Singapore, New Zealand, Los Angeles, Indonesia, and Bali. Um, I, I'm Australia, obviously. But you know, I've been to so many different places. America. Yeah, in America. So it's just a crazy year for me. And but yet, it didn't feel that way. You know, at the time, like certain months were just nuts. I think there was a period where in three weeks I went to like three different countries and I was like in, you know, wherever. Every weekend I was away for somewhere. So 15 trips, that's like translate to more than one trip per month. Um, and it to me, it was like it, it was definitely overwhelming for family time and for, um, you know, for, from time perspective. But at the same time, we're looking back, though, you know what? I, I had to plan it out. I had to plan it, you know, exactly strategically when those trips would be taken so that it doesn't interfere with family. So it doesn't create a, uh, um, a a problem for my wife and my kids. And also in terms of practice, even, even though I went away for 15 times, I didn't take more than four weeks off of holidays in terms of away from practice, simply because I traveled on the weekends and I took my kids and family with me. So that could be overwhelming, but I think strategic planning, like this is why we suggested to you last year, is to plan ahead, is because when you plan ahead, you don't get so much, you don't get as much of an overwhelm when it's all planned out and you know exactly when things are going to happen. Now, planning out to a T though, like I'm not the best person to like, I'm not very... Um, meticulous in terms of like this has to happen on this day um i need to i need to compensate for that so 
But one of the things I think I learned a lot from um, Jeff Spencer was Jeff was talking about always leaving room to add things in. Like even though I have my year planned, most weekends are already planned. Every trip that I'm going to take this year is already planned on the days that I'm going to take it. But I've also left room for things to happen. So, for example, we don't have a wellness summit date for this year. Um, we don't know if it's going to happen or when it's going to happen or where it's going to happen. But the thing is, that I've left room in the calendar to fit those things in. Yeah. If I didn't, then I would be definitely overwhelmed, right? Because I'll be overwhelmed. Like I can't. Like, when am I going to do this? How am I going to budget all this stuff? And yes, we all feel that feeling of overwhelm. And so, one of the ways to prevent overwhelm in the first place is to plan out your year or plan out a particular period of time, but also plan out some room to maneuver or to remove to kind of um, to to create space for yourself to actually do the things you need to do. And um, uh, the group that I'm part of was called Strategic Coach talks about buffer days. And those are the days that you're not actually working on the business per se that's actually generating any income, but you're actually working on things to kind of get you ready for those focus days so that you're not wasting time on the focus days to do things that are non relevant to business stuff. Does that make sense? Like, oh, for example, yeah. calling the right people or having, you know, just say in, for you, in order for you to do uh, a business, you need, you know, these certain books and uh, you need certain materials. You need, you know, you need to get certain products and, and stuff like getting certain pens, for example. You know, your buffer days are the days where you actually go out to Officeworks, get the certain pens so that when you're ready to work, you're just ready to focus, not go, oh, I forgot to get this highlighter. So I have to go to Officeworks and you're wasting <laughs> an hour going there and back. And you know what I mean? So I think it's important to kind of plan, but also leave room for growth. Yeah, and I think that if you if you're listening to this and you don't, you know, have a diary or you don't use a calendar or you don't have a list, I think it's, you know, I, I'm I'm loath to say you need one, but I'm also, you know, loath if I didn't. I would I wouldn't feel right if I didn't say that. Um, if you don't plan, you need to be prepared for the consequences that not planning can present, because. Mm-hmm. The consequences of not planning can very easily lead to overwhelm, and I would say there's only a very small percentage of people out there that, you know, can look themselves in the eye and say, or can look themselves in the mirror and say, I just go with the flow. I don't need to write anything down. I just keep it in my head, and it all just happens. It's a very small percentage of people, and I don't know how big you can make your life when you just operate only from your head. Um, so I don't want to say you must get a planner or a diary or a Google calendar or, or something, but I would say that if you do find yourself easily overwhelmed, a lot of the time it would be because in a way that you would plan things out, it hasn't been done. I think, you know, to one of the other ways, so, so I talked about prevention of overwhelm. I think now is like, well, it's a bit too late if you're already in overwhelm to, to do prevention. So let's talk about some of the ways we can actually deal with overwhelm. Yeah, um, but can I, sorry, Alter, I don't mean to interrupt, but, for me, often, you know, even with health, I can say, well, sometimes the, what we talk about in prevention is actually the same thing to do in the cure. Mm. Like sometimes when you are in overwhelm, the best thing to go back, as I was just saying with this own personal example of my new year, is mm. that to go back and start planning again, even mm. if it's just one small step, like writing down one action or diarizing one action is making you one step further away from the overwhelm that you're feeling. The, one of the best things, um, I've mentioned this before, and I heard this from a guy named Dan Sullivan, um, who does strategic coach. He talks about the gap, and the gap is basically where you look forward to the future, and oftentimes we have this vision, and we're trying to trying to achieve this vision all the time. And when we try to achieve this vision, like he says, the vision is like the horizon. It's something you always see, but you're never going to achieve. 
yeah. right? Because it's always moving away from you. And so oftentimes if you compare yourself every single day to the vision, you're always going to be disappointed, right? Yes. It's, it's great a to have point. a vision, but it's really terrible way to compare yourself every single day. And successful people, what they do is they, don't, they all have a vision. They all have a horizon, but they never compare themselves relative to the vision itself. They always compare themselves to last yesterday. Have they moved forward? Are they a better person? Have they moved step forward today than you know closer to that vision than they were yesterday? And when they can do that, that's when you knowing in yourself that you're moving forward. It's not about see when you're overwhelmed is that you just feel like you can't even get out of that forest. And so the thing is is that if you move, if you can see yourself taking steps, even if it's one step closer to where you are, then to where you want to go, then you are actually in progression. And progression is better than perfection. You know, so as, good. as Dan Sullivan so says. And I, and I think that's so true. I mean, for many years, I've, I've waited for perfection before I actually did anything. You know, I waited for perfection to happen before I actually started moving forward to something. And that's what creates the problem because then I never do anything. Well, a lot of people have this trouble with food. They go, oh, no, I could never really change my diet because, you know, I love my chips and I love my bread and I love my soft drinks and the rest. But I often think, well, if you just had a smoothie or a juice or a salad, you might not have perfection, but you've got progress. Exactly. And progress is far more self-esteem boosting, confidence building um, than perfection because like you say, there's no such thing as perfection as I think, uh, I forget who says it, but perfection is the lowest standard possible because you'll never get there. Mm. It's not you'll to, never get there. Not to say that you shouldn't strive for perfection, but you should never wait for perfection before you actually do something. And I think that's the key point that we need to, to, to state there, right? That's it. I, I think it's important for you to continue to move forward and it's really important for you to kind of figure out ways that so how to get you out of that that overwhelm. The only why you only way you're feeling overwhelmed is because you just got so much to handle at all at one time. You feel like the world is conspiring against you. But trust me, the world is just moving. You know, whether you're there today and not there tomorrow, the move the world is still moving ahead. And that's one of the oh, challenges. Sorry, sorry, no, go ahead. Cut you off. So um, when you were saying that, you were just reminding me of a conversation I had with you recently um, about your your family trip to the states. And I'm thinking, well, when you came back, you were probably already thinking about the next trip and the next trip and the next trip. It's like you reached, let's say, one horizon, even though it wasn't a horizon, because as soon as you got to the States and you had the trip, and all of a sudden the horizon moves mm-hmm. and the horizon moves again and again. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that, that constant feeling of um, wanting or desiring more but still having the satisfaction of what you've achieved or experienced in that moment as well. Yeah. So... So what's the question again? <laughs> oh well, just I suppose it was more of a more of a point than like I, the question. I suppose was when you go on a trip or when you achieve something great. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you always move the goalposts. There's always a goalpost. Yeah. You know yeah. there. Yeah. For me, it's like for example, you know, after that trip, the, the trip for us was very significant for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's a, a trip that I never had. I haven't had for a very long time, and and most about five years time the reason why five years is because my daughter is about five years old and um and she ever since she was born and ever since you know christian was born 
we haven't had an opportunity to go on a holiday where we actually traveled and moved around from one place to another. We never stayed more than two two days or three days in Anaheim, but you know, every two days or one day we're moving forward. And we never had a trip like that because when the kids were young, it's very difficult to do that. Yeah, but now, they're, yeah, now yeah. they're getting to an age where you know we wanted to try this and see if it worked, and it worked. They were okay with short distances. You know, we traveled two hours to get to this place, or we flew from Los Angeles to San Francisco. You know, and that was okay, and they were okay as long as they were doing something, and they're still they, they love the trip so that was for for us and going wow that was great second thing we got out learned out of is that they survived the 24-hour flight okay we weren't sure how they were going to go and we weren't sure how we were going to go and so now in my mind it's like you know what i can't wait to go back to the states again well i am going back you know three times next year but uh, but one of them i would want to make sure that my family's going to come with me you know to experience a different part of the states maybe go down south from la and but now i know they are able to do that i'm looking forward yeah. to the next time and that's why i plan like we talked about this many times that i plan holidays or time off every 90 days is simply because i want to look forward to that no one necessarily looks forward to work okay um we i mean i do in a way because it's not work to me but you know, but i'd still like to know that i have a reward at the end of it or I, yeah. like a, a break from it so that I can f- start fresh for the next quarter. And I think overwhelm gets overwhelmed is because we never take breaks from things. It's like one thing leads to another. And I think it's important to add the breaks in there. And it's very important to strive towards something and you have this reward for yourself so that you can actually start fresh again. So you never feel like this massive overwhelm of like, man, I've known some people who haven't taken a holiday in seven, eight years, right? That's going to be overwhelmed. You know, your brain that, does not that time is, uh, to we shut did a whole podcast. We did a whole podcast on this. Yeah. I'm thinking about it, but we did it. Um, was it Creating Your Perfect Day? I'm thinking it was episode 30. Um, but we did a whole podcast on the art of taking holidays. Yes, the art of holidays. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I think it's very important. One of the things that, you know, to, to kind of get yourself out of overwhelm is, like you said, Marcus, I think it's a great idea, is write down all the things you need to get done. Right. Start off with the big projects first and then right from the big projects, start off with writing all the little things that needs to get done. Now, here's the here's the best way to do this as well. Once you've done that, here's the step further. Once you've done it, so you list all your projects and then within those projects, list all the action items that you need to do. Like I'm talking about action items. Right. Then you look at that and go, you know what? Are all of these things that I actually have to do? Like that's a really important question to ask yourself. Does it, it must be done? Is it? Does it have to be done by you or can you actually delegate it to someone else? Now, here's the question of perfection and progression. Now, I know that you as a listener, you are the best person for to do every single one of those tasks. We all feel that way, right? And the thing is, is that, yes, if you give it to someone else, it's never going to be perfect. However, would it be better time spent, energy spent, and mental energy spent if you actually gave and delegated to someone else to do it, even if they only do 70% to perfection of how you would have done it, you would have spent 0% on actually doing the work. I would rather take that 70% of someone else's time than me doing it 100% of my time and taking trying to get 100% of that particular action item. Does that make sense? Oh, it's massive. It's massive. So and do you, do you actually just a question here and this is I'm sure this is a personal thing do you actually find that you try and bring that job up someone does a job for you and, and let's say it's 70% of the way there do you actually find that you go and spend some time to make it 100% the way you like it or do you find that you let it pass through at 70% 
used, I used to just sort of, I think it also depends on what the job is, right? On how important it is. Yeah, yeah how important it is. So I, used to, I used to be able to just say, you know, they would do it and go, oh, forget it, I'll just do it myself, right? Now, because my time is getting more compressed, I'm, I would just let it go. You know, as long yeah. as, you know, as, if it's not, if I don't care, like, it depends on what it is. Obviously, it's a very hard question to answer. But for me, I would rather just let that pass and let it go and, and just get it done and move forward, especially when it's a task that's non-relevant. And I think, yeah. you know, the best thing that I've learned in 2013 is to be able to stick with what you do best. So here's a pure example, right? So right now, um, I have I have an assistant. I have a virtual assistant um, in the Philippines, and she's fantastic. She you know she does a, you know, does great work on my websites, and she does great work on you know the detail work. And so I've given her two weeks holiday during the Christmas break, and um and she had two weeks off. So I didn't want to bombard her. I wanted her you know have that time with her family. But I had to build a website. Like I literally had to build a website, um, put in, put some videos on there, and um, and get it all done. It literally probably took me like five or six hours of my time, right, during the holidays to get this done because I had to get it done. It was, it was some it was one of those must dos, um, and how to get it done. Where it probably would have taken her like an hour. Right. Oh, wow. So I recognize one of the things I realized is that you know how important she is to me, or like you know how important someone else who does something much better than you would is so important to you and to delegate it to someone else who who is skillful in those areas and who probably enjoys it much better than you would. Mm. Like I hated every moment of it. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, I wish she wasn't on holidays. I wish she wasn't on holidays. Yeah, exactly. I wish I didn't yeah. give it. No, I feel bad for that saying that. But, you know, it's one of those things. Like I think it's important to recognize what you're really good at. Like what is your strength? So, you know, key point is like, I can do this podcast. Like we didn't prepare for this podcast, for example. And we actually don't prepare for any of our podcasts very much um, other than the topic. But what we do is we, we're great at speaking and recording it. But the delegation to actually fine tune it, to make it sure it sounds nice, put the intro in and put the outro in, guess what? We don't do that. Master right? Luke James comes Mark, to the- Master Luke to- James comes into place because you know what? To be honest with you, it's not our skill set. It would take him probably five minutes to do that, whereas it probably take us you know, 15 to 20 minutes or even longer to figure it out and upload it onto the website and get it onto iTunes perfectly. And so, so he's a genius, right? But he's, that's not my genius. And so my, my suggestion is always, if you, once you have that, all those to-do lists, is circle the ones that you need to delegate first. Like, you know, the- and and you especially get rid of things that you absolutely you know there's there's four levels right things that you are not good at you should definitely delegate right that should be just like clearly you should not i should not do gardening because honestly i'm not I should good not at be doing cleaning the house because yeah. i suck at it that's right that's right that's your excuse eh, marcus that's mine too <laughs> oh it's just true <laughs> yeah um there's certain things like you know handyman shop it's not my forte and yeah, you don't want me to mess up, up the house don't come yeah? to me or lt we are that's not right. inside the handyman's mind that's right that's right uh, not that there's anything wrong with that um <laughs> then, then there's a second level is that you know there's things that you're incompetent and i learned this from strategic coach and i love this so I'll give it credit where it's credit's due this incompetent stuff incompetent stuff is that you know you can do it but you're not you're not you're incompetent at it right so we understand that but there's also here's another task that, that most people don't think about there are certain things that you're actually excellent at right so we got incompetent we got things that are competent you can do it but you know you shouldn't be doing it and then there's things that you're actually excellent at so things that you're excellent at but you actually hate it like you actually don't like doing it. So you know what? Like Andre actually doesn't like playing tennis? Yeah, well, that's a bit different. I think. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a bit different. But let's put it in the context a bit more simple is that I can do a website. 
And I can I built this yeah, website. Okay. I got three pages I built out and I built it out. I actually uploaded those videos. I'm excellent at it. I can do it better than most people can. Right? As yeah. long as I don't have to code. Right? Yeah. But I hate it. Honestly, I don't like it. I'm excellent at it. I can do it better than most people, but I don't like doing it. So, you know, if you can get rid of those things, man, your life gets focused on one thing only. And that's the genius part. That's the yeah. things that you are the, the what you know dan sullivan calls the unique ability this is this is you who are just focused on the things that you do best and then you, when you can do spend your whole life doing that one percent thing you you live through life never worked in, in the next day of your life you just basically just live your passion constantly so when you say all of this i it seems to me like overwhelm is almost like the soul's calling to actually say get rid of all of the stuff that's giving you the you know what's and just focus on what you're really good at and what you love to do. Definitely. I think so. I think overwhelm honestly means is that it means two things, right? I think one we talked about earlier is that it means that you just need to take a, just a halt in your life for a second and just take a breather and go, you know, and figure out exactly what the ne- you know, just get a perspective. That's one. And number two, and I think the perspective will lead to this is that, you know, there's a whole bunch of things that you're doing that you shouldn't be doing. You know, like, for example, like, you know, if you're organizing a big trip and you're getting overwhelmed, like, do you really need to be the one who needs to book all the hotels and the mm. flights and stuff? I, I mean, I enjoy doing it because I kind of like where I'm going to go see. Did you do that for America? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Because yeah. you like doing it, though. I like doing it. That's I, it. You know, I look That's at the po- you know, I look at the flights. I look at the, co- you know, where I like to look through each hotel and go, you know, I want to choose that hotel and see if I, you know, get that. I love choosing hotels. I love staying at different hotels and get a good experience. Um, but you know, if I was overwhelmed at that time and a whole bunch of things, I probably would just delegate that to my wife. Well, can I share a quick story that a family that I that I know is just in America at the moment on a four week trip, and the parents were too busy to organize the accommodation, so they actually got their kids who are like nineteen and twenty one and twenty four oh, to actually organize the accommodation. <laughs> so if you want to add a bit of uncertainty in your, to your next trip and you've got older mature age kids, there's one you can delegate. Yeah, yeah. That's that, I that's think true. I think the parents booked the flights and I think the kids did the rest. <laughs> <laughs> that's very brave. That's very brave. That's <laughs> um, but I think that's important. So I think that's you know, so I hope you got, you know, some insights from this and how to get out of mediocrity not mediocrity, but overwhelm but just realize and recognize that we all feel overwhelmed okay it's okay it's okay to feel overwhelmed it's actually how you see it don't i what would i hate for people to do this is what mediocre people do is when they see overwhelm and it, and it stops them and they right? add it to the story yeah and they add it to the story that oh my life is just too hard mm. no life is not too hard it's that you got to take the time to spend to really focus on what you can achieve. And I'm going to leave you a quote and then we can end off this podcast. Um, this is actually from, I don't know if you remember the movie Vanilla Sky. Remember yes. from Tom yes. Cruise and Cameron Diaz? Yep. Well, Vanilla Cameron Sky, Diaz. there was a part of the movie that says, every passing moment is another chance to turn it around. Every Love passing it. moment is another chance to turn it around from Vanilla Sky. So I think, you know, leaving at that, it's your time to turn, turn it around and get out of yourself Get out of your head and actually start moving forward and actually create something special for this life because the world deserves more of you. So go to facebook.com slash inside the champion's mind. Leave us your thoughts on how do you overcome overwhelm and uh, how do you like our suggestions so far for this particular podcast. And go to our wellnesscouch.com and uh, you know, sign up for the um, newsletter that's there. 
great information there always, and you get a free video from me as well for 45 minutes that uh, you know I hope that you would get to enjoy. While you also there doing a whole bunch of subscribing, go to iTunes. Make sure you give us a five star rating. Give us a uh, um, a comment. Oh, you don't have to give us five star, but if we deserve it, obviously. <laughs> but, give us five if you think we're five. Yeah, if you don't, give us four. So <laughs> go to iTunes and subscribe to us. That's most important to us. So in, inside the Champions Mind, a show dedicating helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world class in anything that you do. This is Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce. See you on the next episode. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.